Welcome to the Trevor Turnbull Show, where you'll hear vulnerable, honest stories that will inspire you to embrace your mess and live your best life. Hey everyone, welcome to the show. Today I have two guests on the podcast, Di Manuel and Nick Wood. And I met both of these individuals, well, actually I met Di about 10 years ago uh, through a mutual friend and just, you know, had kept in touch over the years. He used to run these events called Sunday Fun Days where you just show up do a workout CrossFit style with a group of people, amazing community. Dai's got an infectious energy to him. He's somebody that I believe everybody feels an instant connection to. And quite honestly, a lot of people look at him as being almost superhuman. Like Dai's in incredible shape. He talks about the fact that he dates his wife still. And I know that was something that always landed for me whenever I heard Dai introduce himself and who he is and how he shows up. And then, of course, Nick was somebody that I just me- recently met through Dai because Dai had told me about these mentorship Mondays that they host. So they refer to it as the mentorship world now. And I'll link it all up for anybody that wants to go and check this out. But to summarize it, basically the two of them had been friends uh, for only about the last three or four years. They connected in Bali And they started this group where they would just bring together a group of men to come and just share openly, vulnerably, honestly, share their truth in an open space, a safe space, a place with no judgment, no coaching, no mentorship, no, you know, feeling that you're right or wrong or anything like that, just a place to talk. And I know for myself at the start of this year, I committed to being the greatest version of myself. And this podcast is, of course, a piece of that. It's me showing up, sharing the conversations that I'm having with incredible people, people that I believe could inspire you and myself to live that greatest life, to be that greatest version. And when I started down this journey, one of the things that I realized, it hit me really hard at about month three at the start of this year, is that I need community. I need people to surround myself with that are just willing to listen, that can empathize, that can relate, that can hold me up when I'm feeling down, that can high-five me when I'm having good days and good weeks and good months. And I found that in this community. And there's really no other way to describe it other than that is that it is a community. It's a community of just men showing up sharing their vulnerable, honest truth. And Di and Nick have created this space. So what we talked about here today was ultimately like what drove them to create this space? What drives them in their everyday to be that conduit for these men that are there looking for support, not even knowing exactly what that means or what shape it's going to take, but that it's perfect. And If that resonates for you at all, I think you're really going to enjoy meeting both of these individuals. And then, of course, if you want to find out anything more about the mentorship world and and the Monday calls, currently as, as of the time of this recording, all of these calls that happen are on Mondays. That could change in the future, but I highly encourage you to check it out. It was exactly what I needed when I wasn't sure exactly what I needed, if that makes sense. But... These two guys are obviously a big reason for that, and that's why I wanted to introduce them to you. So let's go ahead and give it a listen. Di Manuel and Nick Wood. Gentlemen, pleasure to have you on my podcast today. Pleasure to be here. Amazing. Thanks for having us. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. 
We had everything in the universe that was trying to conspire about not making this happen. (laughs) Just literally like power outages. I just got into my office, all that kind of stuff. But um, we're making it work. We're making it work. It all, uh, everything aligned, right? So meant to be. (laughs) It's meant to be. Exactly. Yeah. So to give both of you a little context, because obviously we talked a little bit before we hopped on here, but you know, the real reason why I created this podcast was to be able to serve other people to really look at the journey of their own life and the mess that it actually is, the messiness of it, and be grateful for it and see the gifts in it and, you know, leverage it to either become their message in some cases, and in other cases, just to ultimately own and, and you know, just love the journey, Right. And there's a quote, actually, that Brene Brown said that is, one day you will tell your story of how you overcame what you went through, and it will be somebody else's survival guide. So I just want to ground us in that when we start here. And I would have done an introduction leading us to here, but just for everybody that's watching, so Di and I met, it's got to be about five years ago, I think, now for the very first time. I I still remember it was like a breakfast that we had with... uh, Jen Schaefer's at the time, uh, Jen Murtaugh. <laughs> I think it's got to be a little more than five because I was traveling. I was already traveling. I wouldn't have been here. So, yeah, it's it's a while. I think I was still at Fitness Town, to be honest, uh, Trevor's, and uh, I hadn't exited out of that yet. So, uh, yeah, man, it's a while ago, though, huh? <laughs> yeah, no, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. It was more like 2010, so it would have been like 10 years ago. Yeah, that's right. Man, it's crazy how quickly time flies by. But That'd be 11, but just... 11 years, yeah. I don't think you had kids you yet, go. Trevor, just to put it in perspective, right? Definitely like, didn't have kids think about kids how yet. much life can change so quickly, right? That's amazing. Oh, yeah. And then, Nick, of course, I got introduced to you just because of, um, you know, the evolving relationship that Di and I have had. Because over the years, you know, I lived in North Burnaby for a while, so I attended a few Sunday fun days. Uh, Di used to host these um, just get-togethers on a Sunday where you just come and work out and great community uh, that type of thing. And Nick, of course, was, I first met you when I jumped on these Monday calls, which were the Mentorship Monday. And of course, the the name is evolving as well, like Mentorship World. It's, But I guess why I was excited to talk to both of you is that, you know, I already kind of introduced the context of the podcast, but one of the things that really hit me just in the last couple of weeks is just how healing talking about things can be. And that sounds so simple, but at the same time, it's, I think anybody that's experienced being in a safe place to be able to just express their truth without judgment, without feedback, without coaching or anything like that, they get it. And those that don't, they should experience this. So that's why I wanted to talk to both of you because I I believe you've created an amazing space for men in particular and I want people to just meet you guys and I want them to be able to experience this and understand exactly what it is. So anyways, with that, I thank you both for being here because this is important work. And, um, you know, for the context of us trying to make sure we're not talking over each other, maybe I'll start with you, Di. I I see you in the middle of my screen here, but do you want to maybe just tell everybody about uh, who you are, what's brought you to this place, um, why the vision and the inspiration for Mentorship Mondays actually came to be from your words? So, uh, yeah, it, well, thanks, Trevor, for, for the question. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I'd like to, to be able to give you a short answer, and uh, so I'll do my best. Uh, 
you know, I'm 44 years young and a uh, father of two teenage girls. They're 16 and 18 now. Uh, I've been dating my wife, Christy. We're in our 22nd year together. Uh, as you can imagine, there's lots of other stuff that's happened in between those milestones. But, you know, being a father, being a, a very dedicated husband and partner, you know, those are actually the titles that mean the most to me. You know, like th- those are the pieces that really resonate with me. And it's the thing that's going to run concurrently throughout my entire life. You know, it's like really where a lot of the value is. And it wasn't always that way. And uh, we'll probably explore that later. But, it, you know, there was parts of my life where I was really ego driven, very focused on career. And as such, you know, those other things that I always said were important to me weren't a priority any longer. You know, I wasn't living in integrity. And that created a lot of other complications and, and mental health challenges and physical challenges and just, you know, life, as you said earlier, the mess, right? <laughs> the mess that is our life. And, uh, you know, I, as I was maturing and aging and going through my own changes and doing a lot of my own inner work and uh, working with some professionals, some great coaches, a psychologist, uh, counselors, like just really diving deep over the last, I'd say, 12 years and just working on me. And during that process, I realized I didn't have a lot of close male friends, male friends I could be open, honest with, uh, really just be completely transparent, share what's on my mind and not fear that I'm going to get judged or what I might share could potentially be used against me later. You know, like there's always those trust factors. Right. And and that I felt this big hole. And uh, then I met Nick when I was living in Bali with my family and uh, we just bumped into each other at a co-working space. And, you know, I saw him working away on his laptop. He saw me sort of waiting to go into an event and uh, I don't know how we got onto it, but uh, we got to talking and, and it found out, you know, he's from Ontario. I'm from Ontario. And it was like, here we are sitting in Bali, two guys from Ontario, both in their forties, you know, or, or Nick was not quite 40 yet. And uh, cause I had the opportunity, actually the first time I did any men's stuff was with Nick at his birthday party. And I'll let him talk about that. But uh, long and short of it was, you know, it was like, I had this idea. I was like, well, why don't we, because I was living in Changu. I didn't, I was, I was struggling with getting up to Uba to, to hang with Nick and, and to attend his men's groups. So I was just like, you know what, I'm going to do this thing on Monday nights, invite some guys to get together for dinner and conversation. Nick, do you think this is a good idea? Are you in? Would you want to come? And he's like, do I want to come? I'll be there. And Nick was there every freaking Monday. And, uh, and then we just sort of co-facilitated, co-created uh, this, this beautiful space, which is now coming on three years. So um, that's it. Sorry, a little bit more long-winded than I intended, but uh, I felt it was important to have a little bit of context there uh, to go off of later. No, it's perfect. Nick, you want to maybe pick up from there? Of uh, I didn't realize you guys met in Bali. I For some reason, I thought you connected in Vancouver at first, but that's not true at all. So here we go, learning new things. <laughs> so yeah, for you, Nick, maybe if you want to just give the, the Coles Notes version of your background to get to the point where you guys meet in Bali and then start uh, creating this event, and here we are today. First of all, I love that three Canadians can say Coles Notes rather than Sparks Notes or I know, whatever, right? like all that the different great? versions of Is it. Is that a Canadian thing? I didn't even realize Coles, totally. it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so... Yeah, just to, to, to give a little bit of context, um, I got into men's work early because I was going through a whole bunch of family stuff in my teens where my biological father was sort of pushed out of my life. And I went through a really rough period with my mom and my, my now accept that. When I regained contact with my biological father, um, 
he was in a men's group. And I didn't realize how much I had stored in my system. And there was this moment where uh, after the first two weeks of just joy of being out of that other situation, he told me to like do my homework or something. And no one had ever done that. <laughs> and it led into a fight in the kitchen. And we were like two, two bucks just at, at this angle, shoving each other. And partway through, I realized he wasn't trying to hurt me. He was holding it. He wasn't letting me hurt him or <laughs> just have my way with anything. But he wasn't trying to hurt me. And when I realized that, I broke down crying on his arms. And, and it was really a powerful moment for me. And I attributed a lot of it to the men's group that he was in. And so at that age, as a teenager, I started reading all of these books that his men's group had. And, and I thought that that was a key difference between my ex-stepdad, who was a really neat guy in a lot of ways, really intelligent, good-looking, talented, good at business, but had all of this hurt underneath. And then my dad, who is a human, <laughs> flaws and all, but was able to meet me in this really loving space. And so I always thought that it was hugely important to cultivate those kinds of relationships. So when I met Dai, I thought, okay, here's, here's someone I want to be around. The, uh, at the risk of sounding egotistical, there aren't that many people that I immediately think I can learn something from them, right? I think I can learn something from anybody in just in a broader sense, but, but people who are like, yeah, this, this person will make me better, I felt that immediately with Dai. I had him on my podcast, and I, I went in having a terrible day and left and created a magical day afterwards, right? So I thought, this is someone I want to have around. So I started inviting him to my men's group that I was doing in, in Ubud, and with two kids, and it's a different town, and for people who don't know Bali, and we're just throwing these names around, it's, it's like a 45-minute commute through, like through windy rice fields on a good day, but with traffic, it just gets crazy. So it was too too much, but for me, as a single person with no kids, it was a lot easier when he said he was starting one. So I was, I was stoked. And then, yeah, we were there. The first ever Mentorship Monday, I shared first. Dai was so generous with his introduction of me. Like, he, he really singled me out. And he was like, and this is Nick. We're really lucky to have him down. He does this men's work. And, and for the first while, it was like, really treated me like a celebrity, which was, which was sweet. And I thought, okay, well, I'll, I'll share first. I'll get us going. And, and then it led to me being coached by the other uh, nine people in the, in the room. So it, the, like, the entire session was I shared. I was going through a messy breakup. And then nine people coached me. And the first little bit was that. And we had some guest people who came in and did men's work. And, and they sort of took over. And there's one where... This person, lovely guy, but it just wasn't the vibe. And he was facilitating. This is really early. He kind of sat on the, the the back of the bench, and he was so he was above everybody. He's the same height as me, so he's like six six. And people were like, "What are you doing, lording over us?" And it was a moment. And so I remember, Di and I got on a call, and I was like, "Okay, for real though, what do we want this to be?" And we, we had a discussion. I said, great, I'll put together a, 
uh, a framework and we'll see like what you think. And then I showed up and I was like, Hey, and Nick, take it away. I didn't expect that. (laughs) (laughs) I thought I was going to like use the format that we made. And, and so it ended up being this, this really fun dynamic partnership where Dai brings this magical exuberance for life. And then my nerdiness will come in and, and hold a certain framework. And, and, and I think I'm, I'm giving myself a little bit of a hard time, but <laughs> because I'm pretty connected to my emotions, it also invites other men to do that, right? I sometimes joke that I'm a Trojan horse. because so I'm this giant dude Right, I've got a beard right now, and and so no one ever questions my manliness, but I'm really emotional, and so it it creates a space I think where other people can share just whatever is alive and real, which is the prompt that we use. So that's um that's it. Now we have um, three different Zoom calls around the world. We have the Bali group still going. I was the last like of, of Di and I. I left Bali second. And so uh, made sure that, that I, I put some people in charge who've been coming for a while and, and they're still running it um, every week, which is beautiful. And, and uh, another ex-participant from Bali is going to be starting one uh, soon. And, and I've been talking to them about that as well. So it's really fun just to see how's, how it's expanding. Yeah. And I've only been involved now for about four months, I think. And I've missed a handful of the the Monday calls, and I I really notice it on a weekly basis if I'm not there, you know. And at the same time, I can't even explain exactly what void it fills in my life. And but it's all of everything that you guys just said, which is the so the emotional part. Like there's like five different triggers here that I want to take us down these paths, but um, in a good way. But like the emotional side, for example, like you know. We're all big dudes, actually. Like, I, I've never met you in person, Nick, but I knew that you were a pretty tall dude. But, like, I'm 6'3", 220 myself, and I know Dai's a big guy. Like, Dai, you know, does his crossfit. Dai's a superhero. 6'1", 215. Dai's a superhero. <laughs> so, yeah, so you got the so – j- just us, right? You got three guy, big dudes. And not that it is about size, but at the same time, though, there is this label that, like – Men need to be strong. Men need to not show any kind of weakness. Men can't be emotional. Vulnerability is is weakness, right? And we all know that this is not true. But um, I think one of the pieces that is always so grounding for me is every single week is you see people showing up with a willingness to let all of that go and to just be, right? And I think what you were articulating there, Nick, too, is, you know, when you first shared and you were heard and seen, that's really what it comes down to is, at least from my perspective, is that the people that are coming to these calls on a weekly basis are speaking their truth, whatever it is. Sometimes it's a celebration. Other times it's a a breakdown that, you know, you can't help but have massive empathy for what the person is dealing with because this is real life shit. Like this is the, this is life. You know what I mean? But um, let's talk about vulnerability because, you know, Dai, you alluded to the idea of like, watch my TEDx talk. And and I definitely will link that up for everybody. But, you know, in the 12 years that you've been in this space here, obviously it's kind of culminated to that TEDx talk. And there will be more, obviously, as you continue to ascend into, you know, your uh, message and your gifts. But let's talk about vulnerability. 
Is vulnerability weakness? And especially from a man perspective, what's your take on this? I guess it all depends on how we we, we understand the word, right? And, and I guess that's the interesting thing. You, you know, I always appreciated that idea that, you know, like, what, what's the meaning of life? You know, like that question, right? Like, we get these philosophical questions. And a lot of the times, especially when we think about, you know, what's the meaning of life, it, the, 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 the irony is whatever you want to make it. it. Do you know what I mean? It's like, whatever meaning I want to give my own life, that is true to me. And, and I think, you know, language is such an interesting thing, right? Like we, we, we learn through language, through storytelling, through experiences. Uh, but man, that word vulnerability, I know for myself early on in my life, I mean, I just always understood it to be a negative word. You know, vulnerabilities are not a good thing, right? And, and then, so that being reinforced with other types of language and, and uh, coddling or not, uh, depending on the scenario I found myself, you know, just led me to to certain biases, definitely. And and I think these biases aren't unique to me, um, as we've now been able to see, or at least I've now seen in the conversations and the shares that I've seen over the last you know number of years with other men. Gosh, like all these things that I used to believe, like oh, I shouldn't cry, I can't express my emotions, don't share anything that could be taken out of context or used against me later, like just all these little things that, that I'd been building these massive shields, you know, especially in my professional life. I got to be honest. And, 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 you know, you're both entrepreneurs and those that are listening and watching to this that are entrepreneurial or work for yourself or even in, in high level positions. I mean, it's tough in the workplace. That's why I really respect Brene Brown and a lot of the work that she does, because she's really going after that corporate space, you know, and the leadership teams and, and just trying to influence big changes and, and redefine what's vulnerability in a team environment, right? And uh, so, you know, it, now what's my relation like with that word? Well, it's very different, okay? I've given the word a very different meaning, <laughs> but I've also had a beautiful new engaging context to reframe my understanding of that word. But that took me, you know, being willing to to put myself out there and, and find some other men that are willing to do the same thing. And, uh, and I feel really grateful that I was able to meet Nick, you know, to be quite honest, because, you know, Nick is someone that's done a lot of this. As he said, you know, he's been doing this stuff since he was like a teenager, right? Like, so and I remember Nick recommending books and podcasts and just some of the conversations that we had and it just, just shifting my perspective even more. And I thought that was just awesome, you know? And, and so for me, it's been a, an ongoing process, Trevor, and I, I don't have a distinct definition for what I believe vulnerability is, but I, I believe that we're in the process right now especially men, redefining what vulnerability is to us as, as just men. Do you know what I mean? And, and I'm loving this, this conversation uh, that's happening globally. Like it's, it's like, this is just one little pocket, but we're seeing more of these pockets popping up. And I, that's what really gets me excited. Well, and I'll actually use that as an opportunity to ask you, Nick, because it is really about the conversation. And I think with the, um, especially with the pandemic, everything just got like, amplified and accelerated and sped up um, in really like putting the light on mental health and just how lonely it is for people that may have been very social in the past and haven't had an opportunity to even do that. Or just people that have had fears around speaking their truth and not having a place to actually do it. So, you know, from that same context of like vulnerability, but also uh, creating a space, a safe space to actually just have conversations. 
without judgment, without coaching, like from your experience in doing this for now three years, like what have you seen for the people that have come into this space? Like what kind of transformation, what kind of viewpoint have people come in with? And then how do they ultimately shift and how does this manifest for them? All right, I'm going to answer the vulnerability question a little bit and then shift into that if that's if that works. Um, I see vulnerability as a pathway to something, and Brene Brown talks about this. Vulnerability is the pathway to living a wholehearted life. And so I think of vulnerability as being courageously authentic. So we created the prompt for the shares, what's alive and real for you? And then looking at, are we just giving the squeaky wheel the voice or is something else that there that's also alive for you? And leaning into um, living a wholehearted life. Because otherwise, there's no point. If, if this was a vulnerability competition, which it could easily turn into, uh, it would be a very different group. And so one of the reasons why we created the format of, there's, okay, so people don't know. The, the format is uh, there, there's confidentiality, right? So what is shared there stays there. There's no coaching, no advice giving. And at first, that can be really confronting for people. It's like mentorship. You're supposed to te- tell me what to do. And what we find is that people actually don't need that. What people need is to feel not incompetent. And when I shared that first ever mentorship and nine people spent the rest of the time just talking about my stuff, because I'd done enough work, I didn't take it as like, oh, wow, I'm really messed up. It was, it was <laughs> gratitude. and But at the same time, it's hard to be met when sharing vulnerably with immediate solutions. Right. And so we created this buffer so that people can just feel heard. And so what we've had is people who are broke, who all of a sudden start thriving financially, people who find the best relationships of their lives, people who have been near suicidal and feeling like way better afterwards. And and those are like from the the extreme versions. But some people, vulnerability is, like Di alluded to earlier, sharing celebrations and wins. And so we find people who, much like yourself, say, I don't know why this makes such a difference for me, but if I miss a week, I miss it. Right, And part of that is just the okayness in their own system. And that, for me, is, is the, the main thing. Like I show up uh, for these because the idea that what we're doing ripples out into the world matters for me. When people say, like send me messages or share in the group that they had a conversation with their father or their mother or their partner or their kids— to a deeper degree than they've ever had before in their lives, that matters to me, right? So the, the, those are some of the things that we hear and we've heard for years now, right? I mean, I don't know what the count is anymore, but because it's a pretty open group, sometimes people come and don't come back for a few months. Sometimes people are there every week. Um, but we've had like 800 people come through, something like that, six, seven, eight, I don't know. A lot. (laughs) Yeah, and it's a really diverse group, too. That's the other thing that's, you know, anybody that's listening and watching this, too, and wondering, like, well, is everybody 6'6 and 230 in that thing and, you know, working out? No, it's like we've got, 
you know, your dad's in it, Nick, you know? Um, there's people that are in there that are single and in their 20s and feeling like they don't have clarity on the direction that their career's going in. There's people that are that are parents that are having questions about their ability to be a good parent and what it means to be a great dad. Or I know, uh, Di, that was one of the things you talked about in your TEDx talk even too, was to just, that was one of the moments, right? I think your wife said to you like, are you being the man that you would want your wife or your daughters to marry or something to that context, right? So there's just so much diversity, not just that, but just people all over the world too, right? We've got people that are tuning in from Thailand and your dad's in India and like, and uh, all shapes and colors and sexual orientations and everything, right? It's just a really open space for for anybody to be there. And um, I think that's one of the, the great parts about it because you, you said there, Nick, it's like the ripple effect that happens from it, right? It's not just even the moments of being on those calls. It's what happens when people walk away from those calls and how they speak to their wife or how they speak to their kids. And podcasting and this type of stuff is healing. This is one of the things that really hit me in the last couple of weeks. And I think I said it out loud on one of the Monday calls was that hit me recently that just being able to talk about something without the judgment, without the coaching, without the mentoring, without the feeling that you're wrong or you're broken, <laughs> there's just something deep down that just actually helps you get to that next phase of your life, that next level. Men are so often in competition with each other that when that's not present, it's pretty baffling and surprising. And Di said something to, to me early on that like really touched me. Like, and I think you know what I, I'm gonna say, Di. Like, like, can I share that? Yeah. And so so Di said, Nick, with you around, I don't have to be the strong one all the time. And there's just this really beautiful sort of knights of the round table. Um, metaphor going on where it's called mentorship, but we're not trying to turn people into us, right? The idea is, like you said, all these different kinds of men show up. We've had millionaires, multimillionaires show up and people who don't have two cents to rub together. And, and there's value in treating everyone like they're of value. And what we say is there's no one right way to man. So what are we trying to figure out from there is what is our way? And everyone goes out and the, the theory is act as healthy, strong mentors in their own lives. And that's, that's I think, the, uh, the goal is the more healthy men or even men that are trying to be healthy, not to say that we're all fully there, um, I, th I think the, the better the world is. Do you want to maybe riff on the the superhuman superhero side of things too, Di? I know when I was Googling your name and just looking at some of your articles and videos and stuff, I think it was probably like three, four years ago, you recorded a video saying something about like you are not superhuman. And we talked about this actually a couple of Mondays ago, I believe too, just talking about the fact that like, no, we're all human, which means that we're flawed perfectly. But yet we try and, put this mask on that we need to be superhuman for our spouses, for our kids, for the world, whatever it might be. You want to maybe riff on that and what that means to you? Yeah. Well, I, I was fortunate. I, I had the opportunity to be the, um, 
well, the MC one year and then uh, the opening keynote the next year. So uh, for the Superhuman Summit. So for those that haven't looked into it, unfortunately, you know, with COVID, the, the event didn't happen the last uh, year and a half. But uh, it's basically a TEDx format for a lot of people that are in that sort of fringe space, a lot of cutting edge stuff in the sort of biohack sphere and all that. And uh, it really is about just human potential. Right. And, and I think it's interesting, you know, there's the concept of what is potential. I mean, potential is just that. It's something that could be possible, right? But there usually requires an action or something else. There, there's a catalyst, right? There are, now, I look in human potential, there's usually a choice, right? There comes down to a place where we have to make a decision, and then we got to follow it up with some sort of action. <laughs> and usually repeat, <laughs> you know? And... And repeat and repeat and repeat. Yeah, and repeat well, exactly. I mean, look, the Olympics <laughs> just happened. And you want to look at what it, what are humans capable of? And, and we're constantly pushing the envelope. I mean, I don't even know how many world records and Olympic records. I lost count. Like, there were so many broken this year. And I was just like, holy cow, how can they get any faster? How can they jump any longer? How can they, you know, like the, the guy in the 400 meter hurdles. I was just like... What is this? You know, like, you know, like I, I, if without the hurdles, he's still running probably three times faster than I can, you know, <laughs> like, and, and it just makes you wonder, right? It makes you wonder what, what's possible. And so that, that whole idea of human potential and, and this idea of superhuman, like that, that's the wonderful thing. I, I, I think I've always been, a, and I know uh, Nick and I nerd out on this sometimes. Uh, uh, Nick is a huge, uh, like Marvel, DC, just, just like myself, we, we both love comics. We, we love the stories. And, and, and as are character. my kids. Yes, well, love I, it. Every, who, who doesn't <laughs> like the Marvel universe? Come on. Yeah. Here comes some uh, characters. Here we go. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Superman. I love it. Uh, won't bring out my 3,000 comics. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um, you, you know, this idea of, of superhumans, right? That, that this or, or people that just do extraordinary things that we automatically think, wow, that's just like it's more than human. But it's not. It's human. It's just people have been able to stretch that boundary. And I guess it's just redefining and recognizing that I, I myself, uh, you know, I like to riff on, um, gosh, what was it? Uh, you know, the, the glass ceiling metaphor, and I've heard you reference this lately uh, as well, Nick, you know, it was a, a Gay Hendricks. Gay Hendricks. Coined that in the... The Big the, Leap, yeah. Yeah, right? The Big Leap, yeah, that's right. And, you know, for a lot of my life, I've, I've found myself placing my own ceiling, you know, and my, my own barriers. And, and you know, it, it takes work to identify where that barrier is, but then to figure out how the hell am I going to bust through this? And why is it, do I keep getting frustrated with the same thing again and again. It's like what, and you know, some people call it a fear barrier. I mean, there's lots of different terms for it, but at the end of the day, I just, I feel like I'm capped and I'm like, why am I capped? There's so many people out there that show me, this is not the cap. This is not the ceiling. And, and that's why I love the, the, the world. There's proof everywhere. You know, like I, I just look at the Olympics. I'm like, man, I'm like, what do I want to do? And, and I guess that's the piece, right? This, 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 I mean, I'm not saying people need to be superhuman, but I, I think we all have superhuman qualities in us. These things that really make us uniquely ourselves. And, and it's our superpowers, right? Those special things that we're just extremely gifted with, either naturally or through very hard and diligent work and that compound effect, if you will. And, and so, yeah, that, that, that's what gets me excited. You know, to, to be honest, it's those types of conversations, meeting those types of people, hearing those types of breakthroughs. Where, where people, and I mean, you guys can think about this, and, and Trevor, you know this very, very well, because as soon as you're a parent, you see this in real time. 
with your kids every single day. Like the first day they figure out how to turn themselves over as a baby, right? <laughs> it's just like, whoa, look at that. That was awesome. You know, like, woo. Next thing you know, they're crawling, you know, then they're walking. But it just, it baffles me. It's like they started as this, just a couple cells, right? Like, and look at this. I, and so anyways, I get really excited about this stuff. So uh, um, yeah, that was a long-winded answer to a very short question. <laughs> no, but it, I think it's, I think number one, you're exemplifying exactly what Nick was saying, which is like dies full of energy, everybody, just so we all know. <laughs> and everybody loves that about you. And obviously bring that into all of these calls and stuff too. But the balance I think that you guys have created, like you said, is that you don't have to be that all the time, right? You don't have to be superhuman all the time. You can just be honest and real. And I know the last couple of weeks, I know, Di, you shared very honestly and vulnerably even about like, the, the feeling of kind of like just being stuck or, or what, I can't even remember exactly how you phrased it, but you created a space where even the superhuman leader of the group can say their truth and not be judged and not be held back or not be anything, you know? It's just kind of like, we're all human. It's one of the huge gifts of, of Dai. I mean, we, we've talked about this. There, there is a quality to Dai that is hugely magnetic. I mean, it's the experience that I had when I first met you, Di, and and I've seen it uh, play out over and over again. Where a lot of men want to be like you and and pedestalize, if that makes sense. Um, and so it's interesting because I mean, Di and I have lived together for a stretch in Bali, and he works at it. And one of the gifts is like this projection that that Di is just superhuman. He does it. So he puts in time and effort to to say this is just a human who's made some choices, and there's this huge gift to that, right? And and it's like you said, where where people come in and they're like, die, and as as he's like willing to to like show behind their curtain that the great and powerful Oz is a man. Right, <laughs> it's. Um, I think it's a huge gift, right? And I think I have some of that too. Where people have told me that they want to be like me, and it's like, what are you talking about? Because like I live behind the curtain. I know it's back there, but <laughs> but I think there is there's a gift to that, right? So as much as I, I love superheroes, I mean, I, I showed Lego Batman here, and I've got Superman <laughs> here. I didn't see Lego Batman. That's pretty yeah, awesome. He's, he's smaller. I can put him closer. There so we go. <laughs> the, um, the, the point, though, is who we're choosing to be, right? And Dai, like as I've said this to him before, he rolls out of bed impressive to most of the world. And he's still challenging himself to his, like, tender edge, right? Most people don't challenge him. Most people are just like, oh. <laughs> like, and he's doing it himself. There's so much respect that I have for that. Right, not resting on laurels. It's like he's showing up, doing the work, and it's magnificent. That's what a leader is, I think. Well, thank you. You know, you guys, that, that, that was really kind of you, Nick. And uh, but keep in mind, you know, and, and this is turning into a big uh, uh, love fest here. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I, I gotta say, you know, it's when you have other great men in your life. It, it's well. Let's put it this way, you know, 
because of the group, because of Nick, because of some of the relationships that I've been able to form through through just showing up or doing the work as we've referenced, you know, and, and some people are probably wondering, what do you mean by doing the work? Well, I mean, like recognizing I got things that are challenging me, triggering me, things that I feel are holding me back, things that I want to change my life. I mean, that's what I'm talking about. So what are you going to do to change that? That's what I'm referring to as the work, right? Like, what are you going to do to live into that version of you that you want to be, you know, to experience life as that person? Because you, you can tap into it right now, but there's still aspects to keep yourself there or to keep growing or to keep expanding, right? And, and without those connections and those other men showing up, and, and Nick says this really beautifully, you know, this idea that we, we create these experiences every Monday, but it's a unique experience, and depending on who shows up, that's what forms the experience. But any one person not show up, it would have been a different experience. I, ga- I gain a lot of motivation and inspiration from the men that I've been able to connect to. You know, there's this, this sort of, sometimes it's a spoken, but sometimes it's an unspoken accountability as well. Just knowing that I'm going to see those guys next Monday. We're, we're in touch through WhatsApp throughout the week. I know that they're out there doing great things. I know they're working through their stuff. Well, I'm going to work through my stuff too. You know, and it's that that piece of just knowing there's a community of other guys out there that as different as we are, we're so much more alike. But until we were vulnerable with one another and creating that space for us to just openly share and just be like real. It's funny. We just go through life thinking that no one gets me. <laughs> no one will understand this stuff I'm working through, you know. And I think it's that piece for me. That was the biggest breakthrough was realizing that, gosh, all these things that I've been holding in thinking that no one's going to get me. As soon as you start sharing, it's like. Oh, yeah, me too. And, and this is, you know, to sort of uh, allude to, to a comment you made earlier, Trevor, you were talking about just the, the, the diversity of our group. I mean, I remember, I mean, you probably remember this uh, the one uh, time in, in Bali, Nick. I mean, we had 24 guys around this table and the youngest guy was 19. The oldest guy was almost 80, <laughs> you know, and we had everything in between. We had people from all over the different world. I think we had seven countries represented there. Like, it was just wild, right? And, but it was neat because, you know, that 19-year-old ended up sharing something, and it's something that he never shared with anybody before. And then to see that old guy, you know, and I'm not going to say his name, but he's a good friend of Nick and I, you know, and <laughs> he probably doesn't appreciate me calling old guy when he listens to this. Not that cool. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Sorry, you're listening to this. Uh, <laughs> The, the wise person that is a good friend of Nick and I, you know, I just remember him answering, just saying, you know, like, or, or sorry, it was the hand gesture, right? Like it was the hand on the table, which we have to to sort of refer that I get you, I've been there. It's, it's this sort of, you know, it, we won't go into all the hand gestures right now. We'll save that for people that want to show up. But, uh, yeah, you know, Nick was really smart it. when he, <laughs> yeah, well, you've seen the hand gesture aspect and that's what allows the flow to, and the, to keep the space. And, you know, when Nick, suggest that we integrate that. It, it was awesome. It made such a big difference. But to see this man put his hand on the table, you know, and it's like, I mean, we're generations apart here, right? And and yet they're both relating. They're both understanding. They're both connecting. And, and you know, I know the 19-year-old and him connected afterwards and had a conversation after the, the meeting. And that's the beautiful thing. You know, there's often the conversations that happen as a result of the Monday shares, right? And guys follow up with each other. They have side conversations. They relate. They connect. They support. They help, you know, so it's, man, I don't know. I, I don't want to do life alone. Okay. I don't want to do it alone, but I want good people, really good people around me. And, uh, 
but I also want to add value to other people's lives. So I, I just, I look at this as being a wonderful community for us all to be able to do that, especially as men, because you know what? Women figured this out a long time ago. <laughs> you know, like, they figured this out. I, I Really, when I look at my wife, like she just has the ability to, to see a friend, they get there, they get to that place where they're able to connect and open up and support. And I'm like, why, why can't I do that more? You know, but I've never been taught. I never witnessed it. I, I, it was never role model to me. Unlike Nick, you know, Nick had that beautiful experience as a teen. And wow, imagine if teenagers had experiences like that, Nick, you know, on the regular. Like, what if we were taught that? I mean, what would the world look like then? Anyways, so, uh, yeah. And I saw the extreme difference, right? What, what could possibly be the outcome of not having that, right? Like, my ex-stepdad, like, his... his his dad was like ex-military and did preventative beatings in just in case he did anything wrong. And that was, I mean, that led to him being abusive with me. And, and then I saw my dad who's been through stuff showing up with other men, trying to be real, right? Just doing the best they could reading some of the books and what a difference it made. The thing I want to underline is that idea of how similar we are right? We've had people, different religions, different nationalities, different uh, sexual orientations. And because we don't cover that, right? There's just a, a, a humanness that shows up, right? We're not trying to group anyone inside of those categories. I remember a few weeks ago, um, probably a few months ago now, before we officially started one of the Zoom calls, some of the guys who are Canadian started talking about hockey. And it got a little chippy. And it was so interesting to look at what happens when that's the way that people are relating versus finding the similarities, right? Oh, you support this team and not that team? Oh, we're now at odds versus you're a man and I'm a man? You're a human, I'm a human. Okay. Let me let me see what you're about. Let me see your heart. And what we've been finding for like I said almost 3 years is that these guys, different generations, different um socioeconomic standing whatever have shown up and found brotherhood through a very like simple but elegant strong structure and format. Well, I think you're speaking to what I was saying before about um, just creating the space for people to just come and share their truth in the moment, right? Knowing that, like, I know my truth has changed over the years as I've become more aware of certain things or I've broken through stuff or people have allowed me to see something through a different lens. And the hockey example is a great one, actually, because that's just like a very polarizing example of people can understand. Like if you're a Maple Leafs fan versus a Canadians fan, like, yeah, it's like a century of like conflict. Right. But like, look at the reality of what the world is throwing at us right now with politics, with like, are you pro vaccine or anti vaccine or like, and I I'm saying this from my own perspective is like, there's a tension that I feel even in my body sometimes of when I'm talking to people and they start taking a position on one side, do I, adapt to that and agree and become, you know, kind of like aligned with them? Or do I stand in my truth and create conflict? And does that bother me? Like, is, is conflict a bad thing? You know, like that's the other thing that I've been reframing myself lately too, is like, 
healthy conflict is not a bad thing, you know? Having a disagreement about something is not a bad thing as long as it's done respectfully in a safe space. And this is one of the things that that I've got out of being a part of these. And um, just, just real quick, are you yeah. familiar with the term chunking, like an NLP idea of like zooming in or out? No. So basically you can take things in chunks, right? So you can be really in something and and see the the micro version of it or chunk out and see the more macro version. What Di and I have been doing for, for years is helping people chunk out a little bit out of their neighborhood, out of their city, out of nationality, and see the, the humanity, right? So what you just described, all of these conflicts, I believe that if people chunked out a little bit, zoomed out a little bit, it, it's, it's kind of like that, um, that phenomena that astronauts talk about when they see the planet from space and like, oh, we're all there. We're all in the same rock floating in space. Like we're we're more alike than we think. It's very true. All right. Well, I'm going to wrap us with all of that, but I want to I want to wrap us with this, and then I also want to ask you guys to share with everybody where they can connect with you and find out more about this. But in January of this year, I I was actually at a quarterly retreat for our company, and we had one of those little printing machines, you know, where you just type in your thing and it like prints out a little <laughs> little strip, and. I actually printed one out and it's on my computer right now. I'm looking at it. It says, be accountable to your greatest self, which was just my reminder to say this. I'm not doing any of this stuff for anybody else. I'm doing it for me. And when nobody's watching, I'm still watching. Like, you know, some higher powers watching, right? And when this group that you guys created came into my life, it was about three months into that where I was thinking to myself, I can't do this alone. I need accountability. I need a place where I can go and say out loud that like this, this is hard for me right now because I can't see the the destination yet. And I'm feeling muddy in this space, you know? And if I could just summarize what the group has meant to me, that would that would be it. It's just literally a place where, and you articulated this on the last call, Nick, that when I'm committed to growth, that means that it never ends. It's, I'm going to here, and then when I hit that ceiling, I'm busting through, and then I'm at the bottom of the next level, and I need some support to be like, you're exactly where you're supposed to be. Keep going. Like, just wait till you get up here. I know you can't see it yet, but just keep going. So I just wanted to share that for anybody that's watching this that wants to, like, just explore what the heck we're even talking about here. And can you guys share how people can connect with both of you personally and then how they can find out more about joining one of these calls. Well, uh, first of all, Trevor, just wanted to say uh, thank you. I uh, feel a lot of gratitude for you, as well as just the, the fact that you're not afraid to talk about the journey you're on, you know, and share it, but especially being very vocal and, and putting this podcast out to the world with these types of conversations. I just think it's great and uh, just feel really honored to be here, especially alongside my good friend, Nick. And, and uh, so anyways, I just, Feeling a lot of gratitude. So thank you for, for the opportunity. And uh, those that are listening or watching, listen, I just like meeting people. I like having good conversations. No hidden agenda. None of that crap. Just like really just connecting with cool people that want to do cool stuff for other cool people, you know? And uh, so the easiest way for us to have a conversation is just shoot me a little note saying, hey, heard you on Trevor's podcast. I thought you and Nick did a great job. Thank you. <laughs> you know, like whatever. <laughs> just send me something on, you know, and I'm most active on Instagram, Facebook, as well as LinkedIn. 
if you can type in my name, like if you can actually spell it right, D-A-I, Dai, it's a Welsh name for, for David, and Manuel, yes, it's spelled with an E, it's a Portuguese last name. I know people are like, what are you? Don't worry, I'm Canadian. <laughs> I'm Canadian. It's all good. It's all good. Just Diverse. I'm a mix of everything. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's the easiest way to reach out. And, and if you want just content on how to live your best life uh, from nutrition, mindset, physical well-being, gosh, a whole pile of stuff. I've been blogging and writing articles on this subject matter for, gosh, since 2008. So just go to diamondwell.com. There's uh, now 2,200 articles on there, I think, now. So uh, good luck. It is a bit of a rabbit hole. Um, lots of good information, useful if you want it. Anyways, it's there. Uh, but I'm also uh, very active on there if you want to shoot me a message. So um, that's it. That's a gold mine, really. Um, yeah, so... Hello, Nick Wood. So you can find me um, on Instagram, nickwood.world. Um, for the group, like thementorship.world, people can come in and say, like, shoot an email at welcome at thementorship.world and, and we'll respond and, and let you know how to join in. Um, yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, and of course, anybody watching, listening, <laughs> reach out to me too, because I obviously know uh, how to get into this mentorship world here as well. And yeah, Di, I think one of the things that always stood out to me that I don't think I've ever heard anybody else say too is whenever you introduce yourself and on your LinkedIn profile and everywhere else is you talk about actively dating your wife for 22 years or whatever it is. And that that's always stuck with me. It really has, you know, because... And I think it kind of speaks to everything that we've just kind of been summarizing here, which is like, to be the greatest versions of ourselves, the work never ends, man. Like, you don't just become the best husband in the world or the best father in the world or the best business person in the world or whatever it is by attaining something. It's a journey. It's a journey. And you got to surround yourself with good people. So... I'm grateful for both of you as well. Thank you so much for doing this. We'll do a follow-up on this too, because my intention is to always do a follow-up interview in like six months and talk about what's changed, what's going on, you know? So um, thank you. Thanks for having us. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Trevor Turnbull Show. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, please consider subscribing on my YouTube channel and on your favorite podcast platform and leave me a review. I'd love to hear from you. Now, until next time, remember, today is a beautiful day of opportunity. Trust that you're exactly where you're supposed to be right now. So be grateful, be curious, and be brave. 